Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So linebacker Simone Lawrence was among three players fined for a high hit on Saskatchewan quarterback Cody Fajardo. I don't think there's anybody on God's green earth that didn't think he was going to get fined. Dave Naylor, he tweeted that Simone had been fined and Simone replied and said, oh, news to me. How much is it? Should they notify the players before they send out the news release? Maybe Simone's having fun with it. Maybe he's not. I'm not sure, but uh, he'll pay the ticket. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hey now! Hello everybody, welcome to the RP Show. It is a football Friday. I'm putting a disclaimer up right now. I feel like... I feel like everybody's heads are elsewhere today. Um, not in, We're going to have a fantastic show, believe me. But we all got a lot of stuff going on. I haven't even seen the whites of Moose's eyes just yet. Is he around? As I broadcast our last show from South Florida for a while, we go to the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, which also is the heartbeat of the Canadian Football League. Uh, Saskatchewan, how you doing, Moose? I'm doing great, but I'm with you, too. Like, you know, we jump in here five minutes. Nobody, neither of us are on our chairs. and But we're here now. We're going to have a great show. Yeah, a- and the crew, I'm like, testing. Is this thing on? <laughs> testing. Is this thing on? No, no, no. But the thing is, you see, I got my Rattlers gear on today. This is a league yeah. that knows how to promote the CEBL, and the Rattlers sent me some gear. It made it all the way down here to South Florida, and I thought I would wear it today on a game day for the CEBL Saskatchewan Rattlers. They're home to the Evidence Stingers, and I also bring that up because some of the guys on our crew are going to be working that game tonight on the television crew there, or whatever it is, game production TV. I don't know. We've never really talked about it, but... I'm getting packed up and heading to Orlando this afternoon. Moose, just so you know, and then flying back to Canada this weekend. So, yeah, it's Friday. We get a lot of football to talk about, and we've got Jeff Reinbold coming up, the uh, loquacious CFL legend. He's worked for almost every CFL team. He's from Fox Sports NFL. 
Sky Sports NFL out of Europe. Jeff Reinbold is going to be joining us from Hawaii to talk about week two in the CFL. Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos. Might be a frenemy. I'm not sure. Well, Hoagie be in a good mood today because they won, but he always lights me up when I talk about fan attendance in Toronto and moving the team to Moncton. So we'll see what Hoagie's got. And I also got to say one more thing before we get into the real fun thing. And by the way, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat is logged in. She's on the mend, and everybody's asking how she's doing. Chris, awesome. see you soon, and be strong. You're tough. You're tough. You're a Peterson. You know that. So continue to be tough. We're very proud of you, and we love you. And speaking of the love, this morning in the gym, I just got to say this. I said to you on the phone, you got it. Wait till you meet Brian Dodge, man, the mayor of Dodge City. I worked out with him this morning. And Chris, he's a, he's a Northeastern guy. I want to say a Boston guy. And they stopped me in the lobby of the gym. And Chris is like, I love the CFL talk, man. I love it. I, I was following it 40 years ago when ESPN used to carry it. But when you talk the junior hockey, you kind of lose me. And I said, well, okay, maybe, maybe we'll back off on the junior hockey talk. And Brian's like, no, you got to keep up with the junior hockey. It's just getting good. So I just feel like today we are the golden corral again of sports talk. A little bit of everything. It's a buffet. And just fill your plate with whatever you'd like. Okay? And let's start. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Please and thank you. I, just, I have a sense that today's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. It already is. But we're not on Game Plus TV today. We're preempted because of Blast Premiere. So tell your friends, start spreading the news. The RP Show is only on YouTube Live today. So let's get some likes. Let's get those subscribers up. Subscribe if you haven't and tell all your friends it's the best time, best daytime sports and entertainment talk show on the continent. We all know that, but everybody needs to know that. So McLeod Bethel Thompson last night in the CFL hit newcomer Brandon Banks with a second-half touchdown strike as the Toronto Argonauts held on for a season-opening 2019 victory over the Alouettes at BMO Field. Uh, but who cares about the touchdown? That's not the play of the game. Montreal had the chance to win the game, but David Cote, their kicker, missed a 21-yard field goal with 11 seconds to go. It went for a single, but it wasn't enough. They lost the game. Had he made the field goal, Montreal wins. It tarnished a stellar 10-play, 63-yard drive by our guy, quarterback Trevor Harris of Montreal, that included a 25-yard completion to Eugene Lewis on a third and 10 gamble. And the other funny offshoot of that story of the game, Moose, was Gary Stern, the Alouette's owner, who earlier this week predicted his team would kill Toronto. Where's the cancel culture on that? He watched the game from field level near the Alouette's bench. So the game had a little bit of everything. I watched it on the deuce last night, had my text string going with my CFL guys down here. It's a great game last night, and kudos to the Argos. But the Owls beat the spread, which I think you called. That's right. And I, and I thought, you know, I was going to win the money line too and, and that they were going to get the field goal and just win the game. And, but off to a pretty good start there. I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high on the Owls this year. Um, this wasn't a Picasso by either team by any stretch, but uh, but it was a good game, entertaining. Came down to the last play of the game, and that's that's what you want, right? You want it to come down to the end. The viewers are awake and they're chiming in. And Nicholas writes in in the chat. He says the Memorial Cup is coming up. Get real. Don't like junior hockey? That's a you problem. I'm sure Chris from the Boston area would agree. It's just not his thing, but it's it's our thing. 
and they watch anyways because the memory's coming up in St. John. But for today, it's a football Friday, and we're going to stay on that vein. And as, as the viewers are going up, keep them going up, everybody. Tell your friends we're live, and it's a football Friday. Tweet it. Facebook it. RP and Moose and the gang are talking CFL football. Let's go. Join in. So our poll question today, and I'll give kudos to uh, producer Clark. It was his idea in our morning meeting today. What's the top CFL storyline in week two? And we had to kick it around a little bit to come up with the storylines, but we've found them. Here are your options. Gary Stern's guarantee. The owner of the Alouette, she just said, he said they were going to kill the Argonauts. Can you say that? Well, he did. That's one option. Two, the Hall of Fame game. Calgary Stampeders at Hamilton Tiger Cats on Saturday. I almost said Iverwind Stadium. Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton, which is the home of the Shrine of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame game Saturday. Stamps at Tiger Cats or Jones, Jones versus Fajardo or other. And I had to vote for the Edmonton-Saskatchewan game. I got a moose. I'm excited that I'll be in Alberta in time to watch the game. But that, that's just me. Who are you voting for for the biggest storyline in the CFL this week? Yeah, that'll be everybody's biggest game, I think, just based on the offseason drama. So I'm with you. That's, the, that's easily the biggest one heading into the weekend. Uh, well, we shouldn't speak for everybody. That's why we have a vote. It is a democracy. Last I checked. Moose, we can't speak for everybody. I know. Um, so wait, we'll yeah. speak for about seven, yeah. 70 to 75% of the people. That's my prediction. Is that your guess? Okay. You're so yeah. good at the odds and the betting. I, I suck. Um, I, am, I invite the viewers to chat amongst themselves in the chat. I can't bring up every question, obviously. But Paul Jefferson's watching and on YouTube, I guess that's our only option today. He says, I enjoyed the Argos versus Alouettes game last night. Lots of twists and turns, great plays and misses. It was entertaining. It was a yard sale. And I, it wasn't state fair football. It was pro football. It was slow going. Anybody would, at the start, it was slow starting. But you had guys stepping on each other. You had ejections. You... Uh, it looked like a beautiful, beautiful night at BMO Field. And I'm watching that going, how come the CFL games look so Canadian? The NFL games don't look like this. And I'm not saying the NFL looks better. It just looks different. And I realize why. In Canada, we have those open end zones whereby the sun comes in. And every football stadium runs north and south. So you have that you know, natural lighting. The NFL stadiums are so enclosed and huge. You don't get sunlight in there. And when you do, it's all shadows. It sucks. But you had the Argos banner in the end zone and the, and the wind blowing them and the retired numbers. It was a great night for the CFL. Again, week two got off to a great start. Yeah, it really did. And that's cool. It's that feeling, right, of, you know, Canada, right, in those open stadiums. And no, I'm with you, man. It's, it's a cool feeling. And last night looked really neat. Let's get it going, everybody. Tell us what you enjoyed about last night's game. The one thing is, full disclosure, I was in bed before the final minute of the game, so I got up this morning and looked, and I'm like, <gasps> you missed a field goal from 21 yards? How do you miss a field goal from 21 yards? Uh, and all Twitter had was the clip. That there was no analysis to what I saw uh, from TSN's feed. Uh, and I'll get to you guys' comments. Hang on. 
what are they saying about the miss? All I, all I saw from Kahari Jones, which, by the way, can we get the coach of Montreal a shirt that fits? Like, I took two tickets to the gun show, man. Like, How about that? Can we get the Kahari a shirt that fits? Clearly, his muscles are extra large, and he was wearing a medium. Shout out, Kahari. But all he talked about was that he wanted to get a look at, well, I think he said both of his quarterbacks. He played Trevor Harrison. Incidentally, Vernon Adams is our guy, too. He loves us. We love him. And Dominic Davis was on the field in short yardage, too. So he, he was said, I wanted to get a look at all my quarterbacks. Um, but I didn't see him say anything about the field goal. So what's your analysis on the missed field goal? Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it comes down to just you got to make it. You know, it made several others before that. And it's, it's it, you know, I know the pressure goes up when the game's on the line like that. But sometimes you just miss, plain and simple. Sometimes you just miss. And that's unfortunate. Oh, isn't that easy and cavalier of you to say? How would you like <laughs> to be know. the head coach of the football team who looked very upset, obviously, at the loss? Montreal's now 0-2. They've lost those two games by a combined four points. And Kahari Jones' job will be probably biggest job right now is keeping the spirits up of his football team. You're obviously, I don't think, cutting your kicker after missing a game-winning field goal. Although in the NFL, they probably would. You know, I considered this being the poll question today. Do you cut the kicker for missing a 21-yarder? Chris Jones probably would, but I don't think you do, do you? Well, you can consider it because, you know, you can kick as many field goals as you want during the game if you don't kick the one to win it. What's the point of having you on the team? Now, that's pretty, pretty harsh and cut and dry. I don't think you do. I really don't. But if it becomes a trend, if it happens again you're going to really think about it. So, no, I don't think after one game you're going to do that. Um, Jack in Alberta, going to be fan-damn-tastic to see you boys back in Cowtown. I can't wait to get back, Jack. Thank you. Thank you for uh, keeping an eye on it for it since we've been away. Mike Horrigan watching in Toronto says, Hey, RP Show and Fabulous viewers, Argos. Mike goes on to say, I always enjoy an Argos victory, but relieved to see the Celtics lose game six, too. Okay, he's the one that wanted us to change topics, so we will. We move on to point two on this football Friday. The World Cup is coming to Toronto and Vancouver, but not Edmonton. The cities were named as two of 16 host cities for the upcoming North American-based World Men's Soccer Tournament. Eleven cities in the USA and three in Mexico are part of the final list. Man, did social media pop off last night when that announcement Mm -hmm. was made or late Thursday afternoon. That's pretty awesome, man. Toronto and Vancouver going to host World Cup games. It's not like we didn't know they were world-class cities, but there's nothing saying they were slam dunks to get it. So that was very, very big news, maybe even bigger than the CFL news on Thursday. It was massive. It was really great and really excited for it. I know, you know, going to try and make sure that we're there and, you know, can I've been at the Women's World Cup when it was at Edmonton, and it's awesome. And I know there was criteria that it needed to be at, at minimum a 40,000-seat venue. So that, that right there limits your options. But, no, uh, those are two premier cities in our country, and uh, we'll be proud when it's here. Arlen Bruce is up on Adam, and AB3 writes in. A Canadian Football Hall of Famer in waiting says, Do you think all CFL teams should have the end zones painted? to bring more color to the viewers. Something needs to go in all end zones. 
Maybe your logos, Rod and DuPont. Uh, my kite, I, I, I'm okay with the end zones the way that they are, but that's just me. I am not an old, well, I, am, I am old, but I'm not stuck in my own ways that I wouldn't consider painting the end zones for aesthetic pleasure. What do you think? I, 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 don't, I would vote no in terms of that, but how about you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'd be into it. I think each team yeah. should do their own thing, right? If that's, if that's your thing, um, yeah, I think it, it totally adds to the atmosphere of the, the venue, makes it look cool. But sometimes it being fairly simple and plain is kind of cool, too. So I would leave it up to each team. It is a football Friday. Uh, Jeff Reinbold coming up, and frankly, I want to get his breakdown of the missed 21-yard field goal by the Elliots, David Cote. At the end of the game, it cost Montreal their first win, gave the Argos their first win. Jeff Reinbold coming up in hour one, and the voice of the Toronto Argonauts from TSN 1050, Mike Hogan, in hour two. We're running out of time here in this segment, but I'll tell you our NHL and Stanley Cup coverage is brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. To schedule maintenance or to learn more about our services, call 306-781-2090 or visit us at broncoplumbing.com. I see it's going to get into the high 20s this weekend in the sweatpants capital, so give your air conditioning a charge. Schedule some maintenance at Bronco Plumbing. My guy, Brian, the mayor of Dodge City, has no clue at both the Celsius scale. Zippo. So I had to switch my uh, phone this morning over to Fahrenheit. I, I leave it on Celsius. I told the Americans, I'm never, ever, 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 ever switching to Fahrenheit. The rest of the world is Celsius. You guys need to get with it. But I said, for you, Brian, because we're so tight, I'll look at what the temperature is here right now in Calgary. It's, it was 55 Fahrenheit. He was like, ooh. Yeah. So it's like, 97 here right now, Moose, with you. 97. It's mid thirty. I know tomorrow I know. here is supposed to get to 34, 35. So. Woo! Nice. Um, a hockey note before we break. The Philadelphia Flyers have officially named John Tortorella as their new head coach. Torts was fired in May after six seasons with Columbus. He led Tampa to a Stanley Cup in 04. Also coached the Rangers in Canuck. Barry Trotz allegedly turned down an offer from the Flyers, $7 million per year. Our guy, Alan May, I don't mind saying, Mayday sent me a text this morning and said, what do you know about this Trotzy turning down the $7 million in Winnipeg? I will tell you and the viewers what I told Maisie when we come back. But as I say, it's a football Friday, so lots of ball for all. We'll return in a moment. You're watching on YouTube Live today and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Doc. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're getting the weather report. Jennifer from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, 34 degrees this weekend, Roddy, but possible thunderstorms. Oh, very similar to what it is here in South Florida, then. How about that? Minus the humdidity. Randy from Winnipeg writes in on the 902 line, text line. He says, off to the golf course. Have a great weekend, everyone, and a happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. P.S. My son is getting me pizza, and we're watching Batman. Too hot to go out. 37 degrees Celsius. Ha ha. That from Randy in the peg. 
And uh, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says, Gary Stern is putting his neck out there, and I'm here for it. That's the owner of the Alouettes. And just for spits and giggles, I, uh, I went in to the check the Twitter results. Before we bring the moose in, the poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which is the biggest storyline in CFL Week 2? Gary Stern's guarantee, the owner of the Alouettes, saying they were going to kill the Argos. The Hall of Fame game Saturday. Jones versus Fajardo or other. 65% voting for the Edmonton South game. Chris Jones versus Cody Fajardo. My two dudes. Uh, Gary Stern's guarantee is next at 19%. Hall of Fame game, 8%. Other, 8%. And we're going to have to get into why it's so low. I have no idea why the Hall of Fame game should have far bigger profile than it is. May rattle off the rest of the quick six, then we'll bring Darren back in. The Golden State Warriors are NBA champions once again, topping the Boston Celtics 103-90 for their fourth title in the last eight seasons. Steph Curry scored 34 for the Warriors. Point five, Cedric Mullins had three hits, and Baltimore pounded former Orioles pitcher Kevin Gosman. Austin Hayes hit his ninth home run as Toronto fell to Baltimore 10-2. Gosman lasted two and one-third innings as Baltimore scored six times in the third en route to a blowout win at Rogers Center. By the way, our junior hockey coverage on the RP Show brought to you by Cavendish Farms, proud supporters of junior hockey in Canada, and Adam Hadwin of Abbotsford, B.C. Hey, how about that? How about that? The Memmer. The Memmer, starting next week in Hamilton. Sorry, Hamilton will be there. It's in St. John. I can't wait. Moose, you and I will probably watch every game. And Adam Hadwin of Abbotsford, B.C. is the leader after one round of the U.S. Open. Uh, round two is already underway, well underway, but Hadwin ran off three straight birdies at the end of the front nine and only dropped one shot on the back nine of the country club for 66. He led after day one by one shot over five players, including Rory McIlroy. So, Moose, here we go, here we go, here we go. The, the golf talk is clearly my circle of people is changing and I feel like I'm hearing way more about the golf talk with the, you know, the Phil stuff and everything than I used to. But maybe it's just me. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe my group is skewed. Maybe I'm making a bigger deal of it than it is. What about your group no, of people? Everybody, everybody's talking about it, it seems like, uh, for okay. the most part. And even the major media outlets are focused on it. They talk about the U.S. Open and who's winning. But Adam Hadwin's not getting that much pub. He's leading after round one of the Open. But everybody wants to know, how are the live golf players doing? How's Dustin doing? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, Phil Mickelson blew up in round one and was five over. And, you know, that's what they want to focus on. And it's 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 a cultural kind of human behavior lesson, right, is... I think at scale, we're waiting to jump on and laugh at the live golf players when they don't play well, right? We want them to fail because they left us. They left the PG eater. But, you know, some of them are going to do okay, and eventually we'll get past that. But, you know, it's a big storyline, and everybody wants to know how they're going to compare to the rest of the rest of the field. Well, it's an interesting time in society. I saw Brooks Kepka. At the podium the other day, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, the news conference, and the live thing came up, and he's like, stop asking about it, you know? But it's like, yeah, you literally cannot control other people, newsflash. You cannot. 
So you need to learn to live with these things. And that is the fixation, the live golf thing. And, and yeah, listen, you think I didn't see that Phil at one time was, what, seven over or nine over yesterday? I saw it sitting in Rocco's Tacos. It was on the television. Um, but, uh, but again, there, people are never, ever going to get it. Whether it's Phil, you see he's got no sponsors on his shirt because he lost all his sponsors. Like, what the hell you, do you expect these people to do? And then you look <laughs> exactly. at Terry Jones. Terry Jones getting whatever you want to say. Fired. How about that? Terry Jones, 50-plus yeah. years at the evidence, fired over a phone call from some guy probably a third his age. And you get to start to realize people. like what? Maybe once... I think that people that are doing all the criticizing have not been through the ringer like some of us have, where it's like, looking out for number one is the way it's going to be. And until you see the perspective as to why, you're, you're never going to get it. So I guess if they're going to cheer against those guys, it's sad, but that's the way that it is. And by the way, I, I, that came up this morning at coffee, Amanda Ruler joining the Seattle Seahawks. Do you know how much crap's been talked about her by people? That are, but they're just jealous of her. And that's why I'm just going, you go, girl. Because she has been through so much that people don't even know about. I think they think she's had an easy ride. Yeah. She's worked her ass off to get the opportunities that she's had. And people don't. I've seen it firsthand. You've seen it even more. So, I mean, oh, she's only got the job because she's a woman. And that's her fault. How? You know, people say that about Henry Burris. He only, I, I've seen it. People say, Henry Burris only got hired in Chicago because he's black. That's the whole idea of the diversity program. But because Hank killed it, he ends up getting hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the whole idea of what they're doing here. Is it not, Darren? Yeah, give people an opportunity. And when they crush it and have success, they get another opportunity and another one. That's how life works. And now we're trying to make sure that those opportunities are available for everybody. So that's... Yeah. This is the signs of the programs are working. Yeah, so back to sports. Believe me, <laughs> I could go all over and all day on this on the state of things, but I won't. I want to get back to, uh, I got so much water jugs going here. I don't know where to start. I guess, and, and because it's a Friday and our minds, our minds aren't elsewhere, but they're not totally focused on the thing. So if you want to catch us in a squirrel moment today, viewers, today would be the day. If you want to, whatever you want to talk about, let us know. We're kind of past the Gary Stern thing. I see everybody wants to talk about the owner of the Alouettes, and I get it. He says they're going to kill Toronto, and Montreal, the Alouettes go into Toronto, and they don't kill them. As a matter of fact, they lose. All I can say about this is Gary Stern crying, and God bless him for it, but owners should be not seen and not heard, just please zip it and either cash the checks or write the checks. Leave the talking to us. Because then you end up with it blowing up in your face like this did. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, on the other side, I wish we had heard it sooner. I wish I had heard that, you know, on Monday. And we could have talked about it all well, week, I think you it- know. That's, our, that's on us. I think he said it Monday. I think Monday or he Tuesday is the latest. He, he might have for sure, but you know, the bigger it can get, then it can be something for sure. And, you know, can dominate the headlines for a while and be bulletin board material and get some bad blood moving throughout the league. Like that's okay. But yeah, like you're right. Can absolutely blow up in your face. And 
he has to be aware that, that he can, and now he's got to answer for it, right? And his team has to, you know, he has to look his team in the eyes and say, look at you guys were right down there at the end. You didn't kill him, but you were right there. Probably should have won. So, you know, I think he's still pretty confident in the group he's got, but yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, gar- guaranteed he is. <laughs> Again, I'm just giving my opinion. I don't think owners should be making guarantees for the biggest reason that they're not out on the field putting their ass on the line. Yeah. He's writing checks that it's not his mouth that needs to cash. It's his player. Um, and maybe I, when I say owners shouldn't be seen nor heard, no, they should be seen in a luxury suite, but ne- never heard. Never. <laughs> and again, if you... I continue to go back to Winning Time, the documentary on HBO Max on the Lakers. Jerry Buss, thank God they didn't interview this guy. Can you imagine what he would have said? But if you ever want to know why owners get the trophy at the end of the, in the end, it's at the NBA, right? They give the owners to the, the trophy to the owner of the team. I think it's the only, maybe the NFL, I think they do too. And people yeah. get so worked up about that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. If you don't think the owners should get the trophy, then you don't understand how things work. Because those are the guys that literally put their balls on the table. And today's society now uh, put their butts on the table. I have no problem with the owners getting the trophy. Because if you win, you've risked everything to put yourself in that position. So anyways, that's my take. Yours? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm cool with it. They do. They they take on the risk and, and really build the organization up and that's the reward. Right. Um, but I also I see it again, as I do from all angles, but I'm not, I don't have a problem with the owners getting the trophy at all. Uh, <laughs> Robin Wildy and PA squirrel with a little squirrel emoji. Can you put that up on the screen boys? Uh, Jeff, the stamps fan says, is there an organization that owns its six, owns its success to fluke and the ridiculous more than the Toronto Argonauts. Um, I don't have a problem with it because I, I love Ryan Dinwiddie so much. I love me some Ryan Dinwiddie. That guy's got fire, dude, in his belly. And you can say it's a fluke. I'm not even going to argue that it's a fluke. But as they say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, Nelson goes on to say this is CFL owners stepping out into the light a bit to have a personality and show they care. Victor, Amar, Gary. Oh, they're all, we're on fa- first name basis now. And Larry have brought some freshness and spice to the CFL. Is that Larry Tannenbaum? Listen, sure, they should be more visible. But I don't think they should making, be making comments like, we're going to kill the other team this week. That's where I think he stepped in the manure. Agree or yeah. disagree? Yeah, I, I, I like them being visible and being you know, outspoken and stuff. But yeah, guaranteeing wins. You don't have, you're never going to put on the pads. You're not on the sidelines, right? Coaches and players doing it, that's a little bit of a different story. So yeah, I'm with you on that. Oh. Dang it. Uh, we're going we're gonna to roll out, and we'll, we'll bring you back. We'll continue this next hour. Nick, the VIP, writes in and says, the biggest headline in the CFL, no BC Lions game this week. Boo. Yeah, well, if there was 10 teams, we wouldn't have these buys like this. We wouldn't have this problem. So I'll, I'll say this facetiously somewhat in tongue-in-cheek. Hey, owners, 
stop flapping your jaws in the media and figure out how to get Halifax settled, okay? Okay. Then do as many interviews as you want. Moose, we'll see you in an hour or two. You bet. See you then. The great Jeff Reinbold coming up next to break down week two in the Canadian Football League because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. We'll be right back on YouTube Live today. And, of course, you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday, and as the man tweeted last night, another CFL game comes down to the final two minutes. In the case of the Argos and Owls, it came down to the final 11 seconds. The Alouettes' David Cote missed a 21-yard field goal with 11 seconds to go. It went for a rouge, but it wasn't enough. Toronto beats Montreal 2019 to open their season for the Argos. Montreal falls to 0-2. Jeff Reinbold, the coach. Coffee with the coach joins us today where it's early out there in Hawaii. I enjoy, I appreciate you getting up, coach. And let's jump right into it, man, if you don't mind. What happened on that field goal at the end of the game last night? I just, he just choked it. And, you know, it, you, you play golf, Rod. You know what it's like. It was a tap in and he didn't get it in. You know, you, you look at the kicking in around the league and it's it was problematic last year for a lot of clubs. And it's, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, the. Toronto was three for five. Hamilton doinked one off the post when they were in Saskatchewan last week. The kicking's got to improve. When you look at a guy like Brett Lowther, you understand why they went out and re-signed him to a, to a contract, big contract for a kicker this past offseason. Dickey understands the importance of the kicking game, and especially when you're out on the prairies, you better have a guy that can get it through the pipes. Well, if I may, you built your name on special teams. And I, I what I felt last night when watching that game was you don't respect the kicker enough until you don't have one or until he misses a field goal. Is it disrespected in, uh, in the CFL or maybe even pro football, the position? Well, you know, when they narrowed the, when they narrowed the hashes, you thought that the field goal kicking was going to improve because now basically you're like the NFL. You're right in front of the pipes the whole way, and we do have the wider pipes. It's just right now that there is inconsistency. You know, you've got new holders, new new snappers in some cases. Cote's going to be okay. But, you know, and he's going to win some games down the stretch for, for the Owls. But this was a big one because they needed to even it up and get to one and one. And for Toronto, it was a huge home win. Uh, interestingly, by the way, you mentioned the narrower hash marks. I went in and looked at the field goal percentages last week. It was 23 of 25 combined in the CFL seemed almost negligible to me. Hamilton's guy missed one, and I can't remember the other. Are we going to see a difference in that stat as the season goes along, do you think? Well, you should. You know, And the reason for narrowing the, the, the hashes was to create more offense and you know, take away that wide field out that nobody can throw and, and make the will linebacker you know, be more of an athlete trying to help the offenses. But it should also help the kicking game because those field goal kickers now don't have the drastic angle that they had previously when the hashes were wider. I hope it improves the kicking in the league because, you know, for example, Hamilton last year, you know, doggone if we don't uh, 
win a great cup, I think, if we have better field goal kicking. And their punting has improved. They went out and got an American punter. People are people are understanding the fact that you have got to be able to punt and kick the ball effectively in this league if you're going to have long-term success. You worry about Winnipeg that way. You know, you worry about Hamilton that way. I think you look at Lowther, and, and he's the one guy that you can say, if I had one kick to make, I'm going to send him out there, and I think he's going to hammer it through. Oh, man, I, I, we can spend the whole segment on this. I just want to throw in some comments here from the viewers. Uh, Kent Ridley's watching in Nashville. Hey, Coach, hope you're doing great. Ryan in Saratoga, New York. Aloha, Coach. Reinbold, good to see you on TV again. There's all kinds of uh, comments from the viewers here. They love you, Coach, as you know. Cortez told me last time we talked, about a month ago, he's in Houston, as you know. He said when they narrowed the hash in the NFL in the 70s, rushing stats went way up. I don't think higher than passing attempts, but do you expect how, how will how will this affect the offenses? Well, again, the, the reason the rushing stats went up is you know you couldn't use the sideline as an extra defender into the boundary. So the same thing's going to happen, I think, in the CFL. The offensive coaches, because again. We did. We didn't. We have not had long preseason. We don't have four preseason games like they had in the NFL at that time. We don't have training camp that starts two months before the first regular season game. I think the coaches are still working it out themselves about how can I take advantage of the fact that I've got more field to the weak side to work and open up not only the passing game but the running game. I think you know you look at the teams around the league and right now if i had a if i had a critique to give Saskatchewan it's they've got to find a running game last week their two running backs averaged less than 3 yards a carry the same thing's true for hamilton you got to take some of the pressure off of your offensive lineman and you got to run the football you mentioned uh, the scoring being up i think i read in the game notes it's up 33% uh week 1 year over year so if that's what they were hoping to accomplish, temporarily, it seems like they did. Ottawa, Winnipeg tonight. They're excited in Ottawa. They felt they took a major step forward last week, but they still lost, as you know. Another last-minute loss there. How, what are you seeing out of the Red Black? Well, I see Mazzoli has made a huge impact. They were abysmal throwing the football last year, Rod. They couldn't throw the ball at all. He gives them a chance. You know, if Ackland doesn't drop that long touchdown pass, he has probably close to 400 yards of throwing against, a, you know, the Great Cup champions at their place in the first game. So they're more dynamic offensively. I think Ackland, you know, he'll catch that ball nine out of ten times. He's, ha- he's going to be their wide receiver one. Mazzoli, his mobility in the pocket. When you watched, you know, they had a free runner, Winnipeg, on, uh, on Shaq Johnson's touchdown. Winnipeg has a free runner off the edge, and Jeremiah shakes him and steps up in the pocket and delivers the ball in the corner of the end zone for a touchdown. That throw was why you went out and got Jeremiah Mazzoli. So he's going to be, I think, the X factor. Again, that's a team that's gone, and Sean Burke has done an outstanding job of improving the roster because they were not a good football team last year. They've got good football players in Ottawa now, and I think tonight is going to be a it's going to be a great game to watch on TV because that Ottawa crowd makes it a tough place to play. Yeah, and I think it is going to be sold out. And by the way, I don't know where you are on betting, but Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, CFLs as well, has Bombers favored by 2.5 going in there. How do you, uh, and by the way, the Alouettes covered last night because the Argos were favored by 3.5. So Al's at least, or sorry, they beat the spread. 
How do you feel about Winnipeg favored by two and a half tonight? Well, I think Winnipeg, when you look at them, they they feel coming out of the Ottawa game that they got away with one because they didn't play very well. And, you know, they weren't very dynamic on offense. Where I look at them and I'm concerned about them, Rod, is who are their playmakers offensively, right? I mean, who do you have that can make that big play, make that big run? Their running game was ineffective. Uh, You know, they really saw, you know, just how much they relied on, you know, Harris last year. And then outside at wide receiver, Ellingson's a great receiver and he's played extremely well through his league, through the league, but he's not a guy that's going to catch a five yard hitch and and turn it into an 80 yard touchdown. So they've got to find some dynamic players on offense. And then I think defensively, they'll settle in. They made too many mistakes in the secondary. They were looking in the backfield, got beat on double moves. You know, Dubois, who's really a tight end, not a wide receiver, runs right past Rose on on a play action pass. They just didn't play very well in the secondary. I think they'll get that cleaned up. But um, again, Winnipeg to me is a team that needs to run the football. Those big offensive linemen that they have, and Calaris is best when he has play action and can move the pocket. So as that football team, that again this week. They've got to show that they can run the football, whether it's Johnny Augustine or who it is in the backfield. They've got to find a running game. Uh, from the viewers, John Ohm, Ohm watching in Winnipeg says, great to see Jeff. No fear, Reinbold. From Clay in Brandon, Reinbold is a great pick for a regular CFL guest. He's amazing. Absolutely. And uh, we're looking for a partner to bring you Jeff Reinbold every week. Coach, we haven't even talked about Saturday's game, so would you mind sitting tight for a second? We'll come back and talk about the the doubleheader on Saturday. All right. Coach Reinbold joining us from Hawaii. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and we will be right back to South Florida after this timeout. And get your questions ready, because you know he loves to answer those. It's the RP Show today, streaming on YouTube Live only, and also 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Last day in South Florida with the RP Show. We'll be back, but heading to sunny and beautiful Alberta tomorrow for... The summertime of the RP Show live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino and other wonderful locales. Tune in Monday and uh, learn more. But we've got the coach with us, Coach Reinbold, CFL treasure, football treasure, joining us from Hawaii. And Coach, if you don't mind, we'll jump into that Calgary-Hamilton game, the first of a doubleheader on Saturday at Tim Hortons Field, the Hall of Fame game. It's not going over well in Hamilton. The Ticats are 0-1. Are the fans have reason to be as upset as they are with the Week 1 showing? Well, you know, there's there are big expectations in, in in the hammer because, you know, they return an awful lot of players off a team that, you know, probably should have won the Great Cup last year. And, you know, when you look at the expectations, you, you, you say offensively, first of all, you know, you got to be able to protect the quarterback. And I feel sorry for Mike Gibson. Mike Gibson's a hell of an offensive line coach. And right now he's got a chewed up bunch of guys. You know, they, they've lost player after player through through the preseason they may have to start two americans on the offensive line this week you know just to fill the holes and that's going to impact the ratio you know um 
they lost an awful lot of good football players. We watched Brandon Banks last night score a touchdown in his first game with the Argos. We see Jalen Acklin doing his thing in Ottawa. Those are guys, you know, they're tough to replace. And they've got good young players, but those good young players have got to now actualize on game day. And, you know, Dane was absolutely had no chance. I mean, no chance in the Saskatchewan game. Eight sacks, Rod. Eight. And it could have been ten. And, you know, other than a blown coverage, they don't score a touchdown against Saskatchewan. Now, Saskatchewan's got a good defense. But you got to be able to do better than that if you're if you expect you're going to the Great Cup. Uh, this is a big, big week for them, and it's a good Calgary defense they're going to face at home. At, so about those Stampeders, Bo uh, nicked up last week, but I guess he's going to start. There's a lot of criticism of Bo, and I don't know how much film you watch on him because you're a special teams guy. But is he slowing down? The they're trying to purport a narrative that he is. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a junkie, Rod, so I'm going to watch every. Uh, I'd watch tape on, on, you know, a midget league game. <laughs> I just, that's the way I am. And, but I've known Bo since we recruited him at the University of Hawaii. He was uh, committed to come to the University of Hawaii with us. And then we went to SMU and he came to SMU and was there for the first two years of his career. I know the kid very well. The injuries have started to take a little bit of a toll, right? You watch him in the pocket now. He's a different guy. He's, he's matured. You know, those guys that get hit, they understand, you know, it's, it's about, being able to play through a whole season. The good thing, if you're Calgary, is you've got a guy waiting in the wings, and Mayor, that went into that game last week and did a great job. And so you feel, I'm sure Dave feels real good about his quarterback situation. Again, looking at them, you want to have a playmaker outside. I like their running game. I like, you know, again, I think their back is one of the better backs, Kadeem Carey, in the league. Uh, you know, that young receiving course, Sindani's starting to play at a high level. They've got to find a couple other weapons. When they do that, they'll be real good. Calgary knows how to win. They're going to play solid defense. They're very good in the kicking game. They don't beat themselves. So I think this is going to be a really, really close game in Hamilton. Um, Hamilton obviously have to beat at home, and they need to get this win. It's crazy to say that, you know, two weeks into the season, but nobody wants to start 0-2. New and tie cats favored by one for the betters out there by Bet Regal. They're telling me 90 seconds. We're leaving best for last. Sask at Edmonton, Jones versus Fajardo. What has you excited about this game? You know what? I'm I'm disappointed with Chris because he backed off his statement about Fajardo's throwing ability and you know tried to you know I, after you give up 60, I think you do some of those things a little bit. You look at this one and you just see two teams headed in absolutely different directions. You got to give Saskatchewan a lot of credit because they build a good roster. That is a good football they have. They got, you know, Larry Dean back off that Achilles tendon. They're dominant up front on defense. They're strong. They're physical. It's a big football team. Look at the wide receivers, Rod. You know, one of the one of the criticisms you can have of Cody is he's not the accurate guy. So what does Jeremy go out and do? What does Dickie go out and do? They go out and get all big receivers. Why? Because those big guys with that with those long arms, six three, six four guys like Duke and Shaq, they have great catching range. So a guy who's maybe not the most accurate guy in the world, those guys will go up and get the ball. We saw it last week when Evans got the touchdown over Leonard down in the corner of the end zone. It was just a size mismatch. Coach, uh, guys, if we can just hang on a sec with the credits, Coach, we got to just talk about coffee with the coach, where people can follow you and watch. 
go to Coffee with Coach on Twitter. It's on. Uh, it, it's all over the place. It's a podcast that we do just like you. We're trying to be just like you. Hopefully, we'll be back here next week talking more CFL football. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. All right, brother. Take care. Our Have you subscribe to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.